so welcome to our first podcast um, about our 20s journey. I'm so glad to be here doing it with my best friend from uh, wherever she is from. <laughs> Where are you from, Jackie? I mean, I'm from the cowboy town, you know, yeah. Calgary. Yeehaw, Stampede, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> and I'm, I'm from Vancouver, you know. Um, hashtag West Coast is the best coast. Yep. <laughs> Anyways... Okay, so a little bit of introduction, I guess. Like, I study psychology. Um, that's what I'm majoring in. I was so close to saying which college did I go to, but I... I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, so I study um, psychology. That's my major. I am very much interested in the subject. And I also do a lot of other things. I love to... Um, I love to paint. Art is my favorite thing in this world. And I love to write poems, poetry, art. I do. So what you're books. saying is you have like you're you're a complete artist. You um. are the embodiment of the word artist. <laughs> I wish. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm always so hesitant to call myself an artist, but you know, like I do remember in art class, I'm like, that's what I want to be. I want people to look at my art and be like, she's an artist. And I do get that feeling often, like, even with my poetry, I'm like, but I, I, I don't know, it's hard to consider myself a poet, or, you know, or an artist, but... I mean, like, I feel like, I, I make art sometimes, and I make, like, some covers and music and stuff, but, like, I could not label myself an artist, because I'm just like, ugh, it could be better. <laughs> it could be better, no. <laughs> You're good. You, you still have to, um, show me your art, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, I also dance. I love dancing. Um, as Jackie knows, I spent most of my um, time in the dorm just dancing. And yes. I'd have bruises <laughs> everywhere because the with room your, that I was in was... Um, with your, you know, bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> with a bottle of wine on top of my head. Um, that's, that's literally what I did. Yeah. There's literally videos of yeah. this. And, oh my gosh. Um, Wait, we should talk about how we actually first met because... I would have never met you if I never went to Montreal. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, I feel like we can't we can't not talk about that because that's that's how this entire thing started. Right. Um, did you want to do an intro for you? Oh my you gosh, I forgot my name. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry. So hi, I'm Jackie. Um, I am officially twenty one as of September. So hi, hey. how you doing? <laughs> So, I have not been in my 20s for that long. I am so confused. Very confused. I feel like I'm still 19, by the way, so. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm also a computer science new media double major. Yes, <laughs> As well okay. as a, um, uh, a French minor. So, I study a little bit of French, which is the whole reason why I went to Montreal in the first place. You're doing so, a French yeah. minor? I, like I am. I, like I have done, like, three courses. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I'm thinking to go into French as well, but we have, like, a separate program at, you know, wherever I'm going to, um, mm. like, the college that I'm going to, so, but I don't think I'm going to do it as a, as a minor, but I do have the option to still have it involved, if that makes sense. I don't know. Parler en français. Parler en français maintenant. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I should say something smart. <laughs> and then goes with oui, oui, oui. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to, um, when we first met. It was July 1st, 
in Montreal. Oh. And <laughs> it's all coming back to me right yeah. now. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was you know, I had a good day. It was around midnight. I didn't know anyone. You know, it's our first date there. And we didn't yes. make any friends. Yeah. And I basically, I don't know about you, Jackie, but like I came in the headspace where, because, you know, it was my first time going alone and we'll, we'll dive into that later. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It yeah. was my first time going to, because the thing is like, the whole reason why I actually went to Montreal is because I recently got into a channel called Yes Theory, which is like exploring your like outside of your comfort zone. So mm. their whole motto is seek discomfort. So I thought, okay, for the first time, I'm going to do something, aka go on a plane solo, be in a different country solo, yeah. not country, but like province solo and all that stuff. And that was wild. <laughs> yeah, that was my first time traveling solo as well. So like it was a huge deal for me. And yeah, it, it was a really meaningful trip. So like, but when I went there, you know, I was there to like sort of find myself to figure out, um, well, like I knew who I was or whatever, but like I just needed a breather, if that makes sense, to find mm. out like, you know, just... To realize, to help me realize that I am a strong person, if that makes sense, and to find out who I am or who I can be alone, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, like the independence, basically. Because, yeah. like, honestly, originally, I probably would have never, like, came to Montreal at all. Yeah. But luckily, like, my mom, like, found this program for me to join, to try, so I said, okay, I used to do French immersion as a kid and growing up, but I kind of, like, left it behind in high school, so let's try to pick it up again because I really miss it. And then I led me to you. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't, like, I used to be very fluent in French, actually, back in the olden days. Um, the olden days. <laughs> the olden days, yeah. When I was a kid, I learned French to, like, grade um, second to, I think, grade seven or eight. But then, yeah, grade seven, I, actually. And then when I came here to Canada, I traveled a lot. Um, and then when I came to Canada... You know, I didn't take the la French language because I got the credits for it. And my brain at the time was like, Anisha, you know how to speak French. You know how to write it. You're not going to forget it. So you don't need it. And then I didn't take it. I didn't take it in high school at all. And then just after one year, I realized that I forgot the entire language. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, when coming to Montreal too, like it was like I was starting a new me if that makes sense just like this whole restart and so you know making sure creating boundaries for myself and respecting it and so when I came there yeah. I remember the first day I'm like I'm not going to rely on other people because that's what I've always done right I'm going to make sure that I do things that I like to that I that I still have my own way so I guess like making friends or like meeting new people wasn't on top of my priority at that time usually it is but at that time mm -hmm. it wasn't because I was like, I gotta focus on myself, and I can't trust anyone. <gasps> yeah. You could trust me! <laughs> I know, and I did! <laughs> and I'm glad I did. And so, but yeah, that, that was my experience there. I wasn't, because I guess my fear, well, not my fear, I wasn't expecting to meet people like you, you know? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, like, oftentimes, I, I've gotten so, like, disappointed. Like, I've, had, I've been surrounded by so many people, and the time when I came to Montreal, it was because I lost so many people in my life. So mm -hmm. that's why I was like, Ugh, okay, I, I got to learn to stand on my own. But I did a lot of things on my own still, and that was that was great. Like, I made my own decisions. Um, but yeah, so we met, like, both me and Jackie, we met on July 1st, and it was very awkward because, like, um, <laughs> we all went down to the lobby, and the reason we were all, like, a lot of the students were, like, you know, huddled up there was because um, 
they wanted to see the fireworks and the fireworks yeah because like it was actually canada day and yeah like the whole reason why i actually heard about it was from another guy who was like i think his name was vince i met him in the Mm -hmm. elevator just randomly he's like hey there's fireworks let's go i'm like oh okay (laughs) and then that's like i was looking for him after but then like i found you and we just immediately clicked yeah it was so weird too though like i still remember that because um we were in the lobby and i didn't know which group to stick to you know like a lot of people just started introducing themselves and i was like nope anisha you can do this you can do this and then i didn't see anyone that i basically like vibe with or like you know they all immediately formed groups even though they were all like just introducing themselves or for the first time right and so we were walking out and i didn't know how to start a conversation but i was like it's fine anisha you just follow someone and then you you go to the fireworks place because the problem was that there was like four or five other different places right and yeah. when you're new to montreal you have to be careful with like who you're following oh my god right because like we just got there i have no idea where i am i took a taxi here i, I was like banking on the taxi yeah. to take me where i need to go and, like, then after that, I'm on my own. So, like, I needed to find somebody to, like, yeah. trust. The thing is, we were walking, like, down the hill slowly. And I see Jackie just walk by me real slow. And then I'm also walking real slow. And I look at her. And then she looks at me. And then I look away. And literally, my brain is just screaming. And my brain's like, should I ask her where she's going? Should we, like, stay together? Should I? Should, what should I do? Should I say my Boo. name? Should I say hi. hi? And my then, name's Jackie. Yeah. Jackie started the first conversation, and Jackie was like, Hey, are you going to do fireworks? That's the first thing you asked me. And then I, I was like, Yep, that's that's where I'm going. And we both realized that we didn't know where we were going. So. We were both just as clueless as the other, and we're just yeah. like, I'm going to stick with this person. And extremely shy, so we were like, Okay, let's stick together, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So we just were, like, walking together to the train station following like the whole group of people and then eventually we found like these other two guys and we found like we formed like a small group of people yeah and so we just kind of like watched the fireworks and like slowly traveled to like the like place they were they were having the fireworks at yeah i had no idea where we're going i'm banking on these random people to help me (laughs) that was banking on you um yeah but basically me and jackie we like we stuck together like in that group and we somehow you know went to the fireworks and then made it after the fireworks and then we exchanged numbers and then i remember the very first text that i um texted jackie like right after that um was like hey i just woke up and i missed my first um (laughs) so the thing is like i missed the first day of class um it's not really the first day of class but that's the that's an important day Cause like, the need- thing is, like, the program that we have is, like, basically you go for a month in Montreal to, like, immerse yourself in the French. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first day we go there, we have to take a French test to see where we, like, sit in our, like, speaking skills. Yeah. <laughs> and you slept through with it. <laughs> and I slept through with it. The worst part is I was up because I couldn't sleep. I was too excited for the test. So I was up. I dressed up. I took a shower. I was ready to, like, six or seven. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I still have a bit of time and so I slept I wasn't supposed to sleep I was supposed to nap for like what 25 minutes or so but damn it the heat in oh Montreal I oh my god me. the heat it I couldn't me handle the heat and it killed me and then I died and then I it was I think it was it was one o'clock it was 1 p.m and I I woke up and I texted Jackie and I'm like is the test still happening I woke up late and I, I didn't text anyone else like I met a few other like one other person on that day but i i don't know why like there was just something in my heart like okay 
whatever it is, tell it to this person you don't know. Tell it to Jackie <laughs> that you don't know. Because I just felt a bit safer. And I'm like, if she judges me, it's fine. You know, I don't know. And Honestly, I was like... like- when you when I first got that text, I was just finishing like eating lunch with some random people, and then I like look at my phone. I'm like, huh? <laughs> wait, what do you mean you missed I was your test? So embarrassed. And then I'm also like, wait, you also missed lunch too? Then. Yep. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, so I did. I missed lunch. Someone. I missed lunch, and yeah. So, oh, gosh. Yeah, I also yeah. Oh god, that was something. <laughs> And then, like, I had to, like, we had to, like, try to find, like, some of the teachers and, like, what is it, like, the mods to see if they could help us, like, help you do the test really quick. Yeah, because, like, I went there and the test, everything was over. And the uh, monitor, she was so mad. She looked at me <laughs> and she was like, why are you here now? It's over. It's, it's, it's been one hour. It's, like, you're coming here one hour after the test is done. And I'm like, I overslept. Um, jet lag. That's what I said. And then... She was so mad. She literally stomped, and then she took me to the um, room to do the test. And I flunked so bad. <laughs> I flunked so bad. I did such a bad thing. But she was, you know, like, in the middle of the conversation or whatever, she was, like, sort of kind to me. And I, I was, like, just thankful that she was giving me this chance instead of kicking me out of the program, right? Because, like, I slept on the most important day and was an hour late. Like, how, how bad is that? <laughs> I think you were the only student that actually slept in and missed it, because I think everybody else did it. Everybody else did it. And, I yeah, it was really embarrassing to even, like, go talk to her. And, you know, have all the other monitors look at me and be like, oh, my God, this child, she hasn't (laughs) even eaten anything. First day of class, good job. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was a a weird day. But, yeah, that's that's how me and Jackie met. And then ever since that, like, we were walking to um, class together. Yeah, every single morning together. we'd walk together, we'd eat, yeah. we'd do everything we could together, go to, like, the activities together, go on walks together, yeah. do literally anything. Yeah, and, yeah, we just became really close after that, and then when Jackie left, I cried my eyes out, <laughs> and she did nothing about it. I'm so mad about <laughs> don't that. Don't even remind me of that day. I just started bawling and like, I remember I was yeah. on the plane. I'm just like, I don't want to go anymore. Yeah. I want to stay. I'm sorry. I have to mention this, but one weird, cool thing that me and Jackie did, uncon- like, like we didn't plan this or anything, but we did it, was um, we matched, like, at least when Jackie was about to leave or like when <laughs> our, you know, Montreal days was like coming to an end a month before, no, a few weeks before or so. Me and Jackie, we started, like, matching, wearing matching colors. Right? Yeah. I remember. Like, I wore the red blue. and blue. Yeah. Like, it just kept happening in every photo, and then every day we'd meet up and we'd be like, we're wearing the same colored shirt. <laughs> we're matching. That was such a cool thing. I don't know how that happened. Oh, That's such a coincidence, though. Yeah. It happens so many times. Even, even on our last day, we wore the same, like... Blue. Yeah. That was so cool. The exact same color, too. It was just perfect. Right? Yeah. Ugh. I miss those days. Right? Me, too. And, like, brunch, <laughs> brunch. Like, we had a group that we go to brunch with all the time because we met, like, a bigger group of people. So, like, every yeah. single Sunday, we would meet up and we would go find a place in Montreal to go have brunch together at. Yeah. So, like, I really miss doing that with everyone. Oh, that was My so heart. fun. Our fancy brunches. Oh. <gasps> oh. That and the jazz. Oh, oh my god, the, the jazz, jazz house. The jazz, <laughs> the jazz is something totally different. Like, I feel like we have to 
Oh, take a few minutes to talk about the jazz or like in a whole different podcast too because like that's I'm just oh like God. remembering the jazz <laughs> the people the place it was so it fancy was so good yeah okay wait should I just should I say it say should it we, should we talk about it now okay say it great so um another thing that you should know about me is that I am so in love with music and I absolutely love jazz um yeah, I love jazz. I love R&B. I actually love a whole mix right now, but um, let's focus on jazz. It's always been my, like, number one since I was a kid. I mean, I don't know. I honestly love all genres of music, but, yeah. like, jazz has a little special place because it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just something about it. Like, classical music and jazz music just has a place in my heart that I love a lot. Anyways, um, coming to jazz, um, <laughs> I really wanted to, like, have, like, this special date for myself where, like, and I thought I was going to do it alone or whatever. And I did. Like, so many times in Montreal, I just dated myself. And it was yeah. absolutely amazing. And Jackie I knows. remember. I remember. Because you'd be yeah. like, I'd be like, hey, where are you? Just like, oh, I'm just at a cafe. Yeah. You know? And I'm and- just like, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Yeah, literally Hello? every night, I'd go to a cafe to treat myself and to, like, date myself and, like, write poetry in there and draw in there. Uh, it was it was amazing. But, yeah, that's, that's what I learned in Montreal anyways. Um, but... I wanted to go to this one one uh, jazz place. It was this beautiful, fancy dinner. And anyways, I looked at the ticket and I was going to buy it. And then, guess what it said? Guess what it said? Just guess. It's I just realized the audience or whoever's people. listening to me can't talk to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, the ticket was for two. It was like, it. yeah, it wouldn't let me get the tickets anyways. And I had to pay a whole lot of money. And mm-hmm. cue my entrance into this role. <laughs> yeah. I had to pay a whole lot of money. I couldn't just get one ticket, and I was so sad. And then I was, I literally, Jackie was in front of me and was like, Jackie, who should I ask? Who should oh I ask? Oh, my God. I remember you are like, debating who to ask. I'm just like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, there was a guy, but, like, he wasn't really that great of a guy. That's something we should talk about later. He was really a creepy guy. That's a whole other story. Yeah, that's a whole other story. But anyways, like, in the back of my head, right, at that time I was like, is Jackie gonna be like, you know, like, what if Jackie says no? So I was like, Jackie, should I ask, you know, that person? And I didn't want to go on a date with that person because, like, (laughs) like, stuff like that, it's very important to me. And especially, like... Oh, God. I came to Montreal because, you know, of my horrible streak with men. So, like, it's... I didn't need that at that time again, right? So... I am so glad you didn't ask him. Yeah, me too. Me too. And anyways, Jackie was there, and I was like, Jackie, would you want to go? And Jackie was so happy, because we were like, you know what? Screw screw all of these. Screw, screw these big dates. Screw all of these other things that people say or whatever. Let's go on a date. Let's treat ourselves, like, really great, you know? And yes. so, yeah, that night we basically talked about being single. We learned a lot about each each other. And then Jackie was We tried, like, like a whole bunch of new foods, too, and oh the wine. Oh, my God, Ooh. yes. <laughs> we tried a whole lot of different wine. And we did annoy... Okay, anyways, wait. I'm going to go into... Oh, my God. This is just so exciting. I'm just getting like a flashback to us trying that I one know. wine that tasted like licorice. Look, it was, yeah. Oh, it, did t- it tasted I, so, it bad. so bad. It looked like crystal in a cup, if that makes sense. It was so like... It looked pretty, but then it tasted yeah. horrible. Yeah, I 
I still don't know how people drink it because, like, it felt like I was putting chemicals into my system. Right. The thing is, I can barely eat licorice candy. I like, I hate licorice candy. I can taste it when I think about it. <gasps> I can too. I don't like it. No. Yeah, I can still taste it. But okay. Oh my gosh. Anyways, me and Jackie, we finally get to that place, and it's super rich. It's really rich, and the people in there are all—they're all white. <laughs> they're like. Old white grandpas really old. and grandmas. Yeah, really old white grandpas and grandmas, and you know, like I feel like we got the stinky eye a bit when we entered there. Like, yeah, because like we were the only people of color who walked in. They're yeah. just like, hmm. and we're also the younger people too. And exactly, just like, hmm. and and we're both women. You know, right? And we don't have like some guy leading us. Like all of them exactly. had like they're either married couples oh. or like fiance or like girlfriend boyfriend yeah. something. But it was just us, and we're just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, two women of color walking into the room. <laughs> well, hello, let's be alerted. Everyone is looking at us. Like, it was just, you know, all of a sudden, Britney Spears, all eyes on me. I don't know if that's they got Britney so Spears song, but... awkward at first. Because they were, like, dancing and stuff. So some of the people who were dancing, like, yeah. kind of, like, turn and look at us and keep turning. I'm just like, even Hi. When we Even when we went there and, like, showed our receipt to, like, the host or something, I feel like even she was just like, what? Right. What? Why? What? Like, I bet they don't see a lot of young people. Then not a lot of people of color. So yeah, like, I mean, I feel perfect. like it could still be very different. Like if we were both like white, and you know, like if I was a white male, cishet male. Oh God. Or so it would have been. I feel like it would have been way different if yeah. we both had boyfriends walking in. Yeah, and also like white. But anyways, Ooh. that those were the kind of people there. So you know, we don't know if they were looking at us because we were two women walking in, or two women of color, or you know, all of the above. Um, right. Yeah, and it was weird, but, but like, the music was great. Oh, the music, it was a live band, it was so yes, good. it was so good. Oh my god, it's just, I can't even begin to describe how magical that night was, but the music, everything, it and was... then we had, like, a variety of options to, you know, sit, like, out on the patio, which was also very fancy. There were, like, 500 million chandeliers, I'm not even gonna lie. No joke. There was, like, so many chandeliers. Remember the bathroom? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, we were like, you know what? We don't want to sit down. Because also, like, I wasn't comfortable sitting down because there were just way too many people there. And I felt like we were getting stared at. So I was like, let's go up. Right. But you know how perfect it felt, though. Yeah, it was so pretty. I still remember walking up that stairs. And we were both in awe. And also, me and Jackie, we matched at that time. Like, Jackie yeah. wore red, and I wore red, and we both dressed fancy, really fancy. How did we both bring red dresses, is my question. I don't even know. <laughs> also, the <laughs> fancy ones were red, right? Yeah. 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 I actually wore the black one before, and then Jackie looked at me, and Jackie was like, no, you're gonna change, you're gonna match with me. <laughs> And so I had to, I was so mad at Jackie because, like, I had a different outfit. And, like, I even sent pictures to Blessing, who's another friend that we met in Montreal. And Blessing, like, approved it. And then I had to change again for you. And I was so (laughs) mad. But it worked out fine. We looked really good. And I I was actually glad that I listened to Jackie. Yay. (laughs) But, yeah, we went there. And, oh, my God, a hundred million chandeliers, like, everywhere. Mirrors everywhere. Just, like, statues. Right. So many stuff everywhere, and then, and then, oh my god, I'm the like, bathroom. There was a oh mirror on top of the bathroom, but like it looked really, you know, amazing. There was this fancy sofa, couch, whatever you call it. Yeah, I didn't know you even put those in the bathroom. Like, yeah, it was like gold colored. Um, it was, it was just like it was so like gold, fancy. silver, like 
every single metallic color, yeah. like, to the fanciest degree that you could think of. Yeah, and there were just so many items there. Like, the second you opened it, it just looked like there were treasure almost, like, everywhere, you know? Like, gold. Right? Like, it was such a fancy experience, but, like, we were literally laughing because, like, I've never been treated that way before, and I was so glad that I got to take someone like Jackie, you know, <laughs> especially, like, and that we were able to treat ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, that was, right. like, my first good date. And I was like, thank you, Jackie, for coming. <laughs> and I think what made it even better is that since we weren't sitting, like, downstairs where all the people were, and we went upstairs to the balcony, like, the whole place was, was empty no for there. us. Yeah. No one. There was so, like, we could no be goofy there. and silly and, like, no one would judge oh, us. And, like, we'd look so over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? I'm so glad no one was up there because yeah. it was, like, it was perfect. Well, except for the um, waitress who hated us. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she hates us. There was a bit of judgment, but, like, can you blame us? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was so good, though. It was so good. We They did finally switch out our wine, because we were, like, whining about our wine. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> like, and, and basically, in those types of dinners, because they're so fancy, you have an option to choose. But then they kept telling us that they were out of it. That, you know. Yeah. And then when we complained... Then they would um, bring the correct order that we asked for, which is really annoying. But, you know, we yeah. did get to taste, like, two items, I guess. So I guess it's their loss. Technically, it was a two-for-one deal, <laughs> if you really think about it. True. <laughs> True. But anyways, we got the actual wine that we asked for, which tasted so much more better. I am in love with that wine. Yeah. Like, and, oh. oh. I forgot. I forgot the name, but... Me too. I was gonna ask, like, again, like, what was the name of the wine? I have wine? it written down, actually. I have it written down. I'll, I'll grab it out, and then I'll post it in our um, Instagram, which is called Coffee Nights With You, I believe, on Instagram. Yes, so follow us. Give us a follow, or follow us on here. Um, but yeah, that was just a wonderful day, and we were both, like, in this huge food coma, because, like, the desert was... Oh, my God, the desert Oh, my was God, fancy. the dessert. And again, like, for the dessert, I think they had only one item. So they got yeah. us two different items, which was actually... Which worked great for us, because we got to taste both the Even desserts better. that they had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that still worked in our favor. And then, oh, my God. Yeah, you ordered a different um, lunch. Menu, yeah, I so think. we both, because the thing is, we there's like two options each, basically. Yeah. So we decided we're going to both order the opposite, yeah, so we could so try we could all taste. of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but that was that was just like a great, wonderful experience. And the dessert was just heaven. Oh. Right, oh my god. I, we so need good. to go back, though. Yeah, yeah we definitely do. Um, and yeah, I think also like around the end of that dinner, both me and Jackie, we were like, you know what? We're going to come back here for our friendship. We're going to treat ourselves. Yes. We're going to have another one of this. And we're going to wear the exact same dress to just, yes. like, you know, It's going to be people. obligation. We yeah. don't know when, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to piss more, you know, conservative white people, white folks. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're conservative. I mean, hopefully when we go back next time, we'll have more confidence in ourselves. We won't feel that judged. Yeah. So... I feel like we were still confident, though. I feel like we were still confident, like... Definitely, but, given like, the when we first walked we in... Yeah. Like, I think it hit me really slow, you know what I mean? Because, like, I was trying to ignore it when that happened. Yeah. Which is what I tend to do a lot, right? Like, I feel like, especially if you're a person of color, like, stuff like that happens so common that it goes into the back of your mind when it does happen. 
and then you yeah, go it's back. It's actually home. really true. Yeah. Yeah. And you have some time to reflect on it, and you're like, wait a minute. Because, like, a lot of the time I don't think about it. I'm just like, oh, this is probably how they treat everybody. But then I'm just like, wait a minute. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's the story of how me and Jackie met and then also went for that jazz dinner thing to date ourselves and treat ourselves. Yes. Yes. Basically, Montreal's, like, a gigantic journey for, like, all of us. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was so much fun just going to, like, a new place. Because, like, I have not traveled that much. So, like, that was, like my first time traveling on my own doing all that type of stuff Same. without yeah. any parental supervision because <laughs> like Same. at the time I was 19 like I just turned 19 yeah so yeah although I would argue that like when we did go there you know with no parental permission like blessing sort of just like became my parent <laughs> I don't even right? know oh how. my god she did become your parent the yeah. train <laughs> Um, so, that, yeah, oh, okay, the train is just a whole other thing that we have the to talk about later. The train incident, oh my goodness. That is something, that's, yeah, that's for another, you know, five-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually talk about that with Blessing. Oh my gosh, that's funny. so true, yeah. but, like, that was so funny. That was so funny, yeah. I oh. want chocolate cake. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> You'll get the reference in the next yeah, podcast. Yeah, you'll get the reference. Oh, God. I really wish they didn't, but... No, it's already out, because you said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Anyways, okay. Going back to today's topic, the 20s journey. So, Jackie mentioned that you are 21 years old? 20 oh, years yeah. Old? 21 years old. 21. Don't feel like it, but I'm 21. Yes. And now I... Well, I'm 22. I just turned 22. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Even though it was a while ago. Yep. Wait, am I old? Wait, I am older than you. That was you are older than question. me. You're 22. <laughs> that was a really dumb question. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, the first question that I had in mind for you, Jackie, was what does it feel like to be in your 20s? I feel like I'm 19, first of all. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 21, I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, they make it such a big deal that you turn 21. It's like, you can drink and do this, but since we're in Canada, it's like, it's when oh. you turn 18. So I'm just kind of like, 21 doesn't feel like anything to me. I totally just forgot like, about mm. that. Yeah, I w- when you said that, I was wondering, like, why would 21 be a big deal? It's not. Yeah. But that makes sense, because, like, in other places, I guess the restrictions are different. It's, but... like, mostly in America, I assume. Yeah. Because it's the whole, the big 21 type thing. And I'm just mm. like, I'm 21, I don't feel different. I've been drinking for the past three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so weird. I, I totally forgot about that because lucky us in Canada, right? Right? We got to drink early. We got to do stuff Around more like 18, 18 or so. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense to me. But like for me, what does it feel like to be in my 20s? First, like I got to say, it's like there is definitely a lot of like uncertainty, <laughs> you know, oh, when you yeah. reach like age oh, yeah. t- 20. Like, I feel like before that, too, I thought that I was, like, I had a lot of questions or I thought that I was going through a lot of things. But when you reach 20, it's sort of, like, it sort of hits you, you know? Like, all of a sudden, you're yeah. you're standing on top of this mountain and you're just seeing everything in, like, for, like, 20 Because it kind of feels like a very weird middle between being a teenager yeah. but also being an adult. Yeah. Because, like, since, I, like, we're both in university right now, so, like, 
it feels like I'm still in high school just doing a degree instead of, you know, getting a diploma. Mm-hmm. But, like, since I live off campus, I have to pay some bills and I have to, you know, manage my food and all this type of stuff. And I'm just kind of like, this exactly. feels weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, everyone is everyone is going to be in a different place when they hit their 20s, right? Like, for some people, it might not be that um, big of a deal, it really depends on like where you are in your life. Like for me, I guess it was it was a huge deal because it was like a new beginning for me because I really screwed up my life before then. <laughs> Past Anisha, yeah, I I went to rock bottom before then. So like you know when I actually hit my twenties, it was just like me just taking control of my own life, of my own feelings, and finally fighting for you know what I deserve and working on myself most importantly. Like, kind of like a restart, basically. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I feel like that's when I started to realize, well, that's when I began to invest in myself instead of other people, because I was like, you know what, these, these little seconds, these minutes, maybe won't seem, it maybe won't look that big right now, but it's going to add up in the future. You know, it's going to be the Mm -hmm. one thing that defines who I am or who I want to be. Or, you know, it's going to be the one thing that helps me work work towards a better me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for me, my, like, what it felt like to be in my 20s, like, I was, well, both, like, there's a tinge of fear, but also, like, excitement because it was a new beginning. And for me, like, it felt relieving because, you know, it was like a new start to my life. Yeah, I think I understand that. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like, I feel like in my 20s, like, the one year I've been in my 20s, <laughs> it feels like a partly of unaccomplishment, but at the same time, anticipation, because I'm doing a bunch of projects that just aren't finished yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they're finished, I'm going to have that under my belt and have a bunch more. But at the moment, it feels like since I'm working on them, it's like I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. I totally get what you mean, yeah. But, like, okay, talking back to, like, when you turned 20... Were you scared, or, like, what was your first reaction? Or, like, I don't know. Or did you, it's okay if you didn't say anything to you, but, like, that's Honestly, so, Yeah. my first thought was, I'm old. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, the change from, like, when you're, like, you know, like, you turn, like, the single digits, then the double digits, and now it's, like, you're in your 20s, like, the two zero. It's, like, I'm old. I'm done. Okay, I give up. Bye. Yep, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, I actually, see, I don't know, when I turned 20, I was just so happy on, like, improving myself. I mean, it was it was a hard battle, not gonna lie. Like, it's, yeah, there's, like, mixed emotions in it, but I'm still, like, V20's journey is still way better because, like, I'm, I'm on to improving myself, right? But, yeah. Oh, God. I forgot what Cause... I was even gonna say. <laughs> Because I was going to say, it's like, we just transitioned to, like, that young adult phase, mm-hmm. where it's, I don't know, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm still a child at heart, but, like, I have to be an adult, and, like, I can drink, and I can drive, and I can do whatever I want, yeah. and it can hold me back, and it's yeah. weird. <laughs> Jackie and I, actually, we were um, talking about this before, about, like, how we keep forgetting that we're actually in our 20s, because <laughs> at times, too, I immediately forget, like... It, it used to happen more before when I did turn 20 or 21. I'd, I'd always be like, oh, I'm a teenager again. Or, you know, yeah. When I'd see yeah. um, stuff like in hiring pages, like we, we're looking for like 18 or like 
you know, teenagers, I'm like, oh, I'm there. And then I have to like stop myself and be like, nope, nope, you're, you're an adult, apparently. <laughs> Whenever you fill out something and it's like, how old are you? It's like, oh, I'm 19. Oh, no, 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 I'm 21. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was really like, oh, I was really sad when I turned 22, actually. Really? Um, yeah, just last month. Well, I wasn't that sad, but like, I was just like, uh, cause I wanted to stay 20 for so long. It just felt like the perfect age where, you know what, like you're doing everything you can and it's okay if you fail cause you're going to learn from it. It just felt like the perfect number too, to be like, cause oh, you have yeah, like 20. the room for error, but yeah. also like responsibility. Cause you're not too young. You're not too old. You're just, you're 20. Right. Yeah. It felt so good to say that. And then <laughs> as soon as I turned 21 and then, you know, last month, 22, I was just so heartbroken. Cause I was like, damn it. I, but I the thing is, we're still in our early twenties. Like we have so much time. There's That's like true. so much to do. That's true. I was, I was talking to this other person that we met in Montreal, but, um, they she also was like um saying that she felt like she's the same age as me basically so i think she's 22 now right and she said like going through 25 if she's 25 she's gonna be really sad because she feels like that's just too old and then past that it's just too old but it's yeah. not old at all it's but it feels like old. it is yeah yeah it does it does feel like it is because i feel like once we hit like 40 it'll be like okay mm-hmm. i feel it now yeah it's kind of weird too though when once you hit your 20s and you think back to your you know like your, when you were 16 or like 19 or 18 even though it's not that too long but it still feels like you were so so far out of yourself if that makes right. sense so maybe that's and it's kind me. of weird too because like honestly like when you're like in high school and stuff you're all like the same like i don't know like time span I don't know time span time area like you're in that same moment with everybody else in your class right but then once you graduate and like move in university or go off to work you just kind of realize how much things change because like some of my classmates like they're university like I am but others are on an internship others are working full-time some are starting a family and they have kids I'm just like what happened yeah (laughs) like we're all the same age (laughs) Yeah, I think the main thing to remember, like, about your 20s to, like, when you hit 20s, just, like, you're, there are going to be times where you're going to have to deal with yourself. You're going to have to face yourself no matter, like, how much you run away from it. I think, like, I ran away from, like, facing the truth, facing myself, like, a lot in high school. And then once oh, I hit yeah. 20, right, like, it was just, like, that's the thing. Like, even when I went to Montreal, I had to do a lot of work to go to Montreal because I realized, like, it wasn't like in the movies. Like, you go to a new place, you find yourself, everything's okay. It's I wish. so not like that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so much you have to do. There's so much work you have to put in. And, like, honestly, you don't even have to go to a new country to find yourself. That's actually what I learned in Montreal right. is that... <laughs> You know, you have everything within you. You just have to work hard enough or, like, you, you just have to, have to find be in it, a place. Kind of. Yeah, you just have to be in a place and be accepting to see, to get that clarity in your life, to see yourself, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making Like, it kind of follows the motto of the seek discomfort. It's like, you don't have mm-hmm. to go travel to a whole new country to, like, you know, put yourself in that position. But, like, even just trying something new, whether it's, like, I'm going to try to make an art piece or... I'm going to try to make, like, a cover or something. Like, just small things exactly. like, out of your comfort zone. Just slowly inching it out. You'll realize yeah. more about yourself. Yeah. 
I think like my one fun advice would be for like people going in their twenties. Like it's what I did, and that's that's honestly what helped me so much. Like right after my rock bottom, I bought a journal, and it it was also like I called it my breakup journal. You know, whatever. Because <laughs> um, my breakup also happened during my rock bottom. Yeah, it's not because. Oh my god! It's just like everything put together, and then I had my rock bottom, and then the breakup happened. So like, I got a I got a breakup journal, and it's such a cute journal because it has like my favorite color, and it's of velvet material, and it has a crown, like a beaded <laughs> crown with jewels on it. It's so pretty. Anyways, I got the journal, and then the first thing I wrote on that journal was um, all, write down all the things Anisha would never do. And oh, so, like bucket list kind of. Yeah, so I wrote down all the things that I would never do, and then I did it. You know, just for fun, just to learn things about myself. Like, um, like this quarantine, even I painted my nails. I don't usually paint my nails. It's I every time I looked at nail polish or stuff, I, you know, I'd be like, nope, Anisha, you're not gonna do that. And that's what I did throughout my entire high school. I never let myself wear um nail polish or stuff because I was like, that's not you. That's not an Anisha thing. But oh, I wow, mean, that's the total opposite of me. Like I was in the nail art. I was doing like acrylics. Yeah. I was doing everything in high school with that point. Jackie You're, had like, like amazing <laughs> nails in Montreal, and like also really pressured me to get my nails done. Because like, I wanted you to. Like I have a thing for nails. Like it's just I like making my own nails, going getting my nails done. Just like yeah. kind of like a little self care type of thing that I do sometimes. Makes sense. So like it just feels really nice to have them done yeah. and look at them while you're doing like work, and it's like, huh, how pretty. Yeah. I've still never professionally gotten my nails done, by the way. We're doing that. Yeah, that's something that I'm going to do with Jackie. <laughs> yes. When we meet. Um, yes. Anyway, so, like, I guess my advice would be get get yourself a journal and write down the things that you wouldn't do. It can And just literally put down everything. Because I had, like, oh, Anisha, Anisha would never bake. Anisha hates cooking. And then guess what? I learned all <laughs> of that. Like, that was my challenge. And then I, you know... Um, I also don't wear the color yellow or stuff like that a lot. But then when I went to Montreal, because I saw it in my book, I was like, okay, you're going to wear yellow, you're going to wear purple, you're going to wear pink, and you're going to see what works, you're going to see what doesn't. And I even tried on makeup. I don't wear makeup as well. I remember you did the eyeliner. The thing is, when I first met you, I thought, wow, you can do makeup. I can't. That was the first time doing my eyeliner. If you never told me that, I would have never known. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But you know, like, I've, I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of makeup tutorials, but I've seen, like, how complicated it can be. They put so many, like, layers, like, people put so many layers on their face, and I'm like, that's so cool. It's like the foundation, concealer, yeah, eyeliner. See, I don't even know what they're called, but, like, the only thing that I know is the eyeliner and then the lipstick. <laughs> that's all I know. I didn't do anything else for my face, and I feel like... I feel like, you know, all the professionals would just be looking at me and be like, what the hell is she doing? Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, like, like... I could barely do eyeliner. Like, last time I tried to do eyeliner and mascara, I stabbed myself with liquid Ooh, eyeliner, which was not fun. Yeah. I had makeup, like, really good professional makeup done on me when I was graduating, like, for my prom, and that was the first time I had makeup. And no one in my Aww. class recognized me. Nobody. Even I. I couldn't <gasps> oh recognize my myself, God. too. Like, still... You just gave me a flashback to really? my, like, prom. I did the same thing. No one recognized me. I literally walked in the stair. And my, my math teacher, uh, like, my yeah, my math teacher, he came to me and he was like, Anisha, I didn't know that was you. The only reason I knew was because they said your name. But the entire time I was wondering who the hell that was. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well... 
I think we're the same person because I had the exact same experience because I was like the hermit. I didn't like do much in high school. I kind of like stayed hidden. And so like when I went to banquet, I almost didn't go, but I went (laughs) because my family wanted me to go and they wanted to see what it was like. So we went and I was had like a dress and everything and makeup that I did. And like people did not recognize me. Like boys Mm. in my class did not know who I was. They thought I was some new girl. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm the hermit. (laughs) You're the hermit. (laughs) It was so wild, though. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, like, good advice for 20s. Do everything that you would normally not do. Like, never do. Take risks. Go out of your comfort zone. Because, like, that's the only way, honestly, you can learn more about yourself. And I think, like, both me and Jackie, like, we talk so much about it. But, like, that's why dating yourself is so important. Because you're going to be learning so much about yourself. And trust me. One thing that I learned reaching my 20s is that, like, because before, in high school, I was like, this is who I am. This is it. This is this is the end of me, right? Like, I know who I am. But then, like, one thing I learned in my 20s is that there's always so much you're going to be learning. Every time you're like, this is, this is all of me, you're going to be like, nope, this is more. There's more right. to me. There's more to me. You're going to be learning every day of your life. No matter what your age is, even if you're like 30 or 40 years old, you're still going to be learning new things about you. So you're keep just that be in constantly mind. learning just every yeah. single day, whether it's like just making a new recipe, like little things even like yeah. you're going to keep learning. Like when I went to Montreal, I would say that I was never going to go on like a roller coaster or go zip lining. I turned into a, an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. And Jackie went there with me. And that was also my first experience. I've never zip lined or done anything like that. That was so new to me. But that was, was you know, like, a one-minute spontaneous thing, because, like, it was in the back of my head, but I was so scared, and then we were all, like, in brunch brunch, and I was Mm. just like, Jackie, do you want (laughs) to do this with me? Because it's in my head, and I'm going to do it. You don't have to come. You don't have to say yes, and Jackie was like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Because I I awakened the adrenaline junkie, like, a week before. I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's go now. We planned it last minute, and we hyped each other up, and I, like, I actually have a fear of heights. You know, like, I've never done anything like that. Um, and so I went there, and we were all so, like, energized. We signed the contracts or, like, the forms or whatever they made us sign. Signing our lives away. <laughs> exactly. And then we go in, and we have to, like, walk a lot of stairs, basically, to reach the summit, or whatever you call it. I was dead from those stairs. My legs I'm so were shaking. tired. <laughs> My legs were shaking. And we had all these, like, wires or stuff and this helmet. And I was, like, looking at Jackie. And at one point, I stopped and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, Jackie, I can't. I can't do this. I couldn't breathe. I still, oh, my God. I can still remember the feeling that I had in my chest. But it literally felt like my stomach and my chest were, like, you know, fighting with each other. We're, like, in this boxing match. Right. It's like the butterflies type thing. It was, I caught that, too. But I was just like, no, we're going to ignore this feeling and we're going to jump. (laughs) And then I took a video, which didn't work, because I Mine didn't scared. work either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, we had our, they attached our, like, camera, like, our phone like, to our hand. It was like they, a glove thing that they had us put our phones on to hold on to it. So yeah. if we, like, let go of our hand, the phone would still stay. Yeah. But, like, my video was just a bunch of wind and, ah! And the thing is, like, I, I, I don't know if I positioned my phone wrong, but, like, I couldn't hold it like that. Like, I did it right in the beginning and then I got scared because I was holding the thing with like one hand and I was like holy shit I'm not that strong and so I just like I was like screw it screw the video (laughs) oh I was so scared the thing is we went with another friend who came with with us and he had a perfect video I'm just like he did yeah he had a video of himself and I'm just like 
Mine turned out like crap. Gonna... <laughs> no, but I think that video was just facing his reaction. Like his I face. think it was, yeah. Just That's, his face. Yeah. Like, I wanted to get the entire picture. But I guess, it, like, your reaction is way better. True. I just wanted something. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I got, like, the first five seconds of, like, the ocean, and then and then it just faded to darkness. <laughs> yeah. And me screaming. <laughs> and then the last thing you can see is Jackie getting off on the other side, and I'm like, Jackie, are you okay? I can't see my legs. <laughs> yeah, that was the video. <laughs> and we almost did it again, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, just we did. Just for the video. <laughs> We did. Oh my gosh, that was a fun day. Oh my gosh, that was so fun. Yeah. Anyways, Jackie. Hi. (laughs) Hi, hello. (laughs) What are your um, expectations or like advice? Oh gosh. Wait, what what was the actual question? Sorry. Is it advice? What are your expectations, advice, or like hope for like the, you know, for your 20s? Honestly, I'm not putting too much pressure on what I want to do. Like, my goal once I finish university is to just, like, you know, get an apartment, have a place, get a dog, get a cat, have a good job, work from home. Like, a very kind of, like, quiet, isolated life. But at the same time, I'm like, I should probably do more than just that. So, like, I'm still kind of thinking about all that type of stuff. Yeah. But I think one thing that I probably should try to, like, put in more is self-care because I genuinely didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. until like until after Montreal actually mm-hmm. because I didn't think too hard about it and I just kind of let everything bottle up all the time so I actually got myself an app literally called self-care and like Aww. it just kind of forces you to breathe take time like just kind of take a moment out of your life for like a couple minutes to just relax and do little activities yeah so like probably using that a lot more than I do because yeah. I use it like maybe like once Hold in a on while a minute. but yeah I think I oh. have the same app you do? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Is okay, wait, let me sh- Really? Yeah. Let me see the icon um Is it like a little heart with like blue and yeah! colors? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love you. Oh my god, we're oh the same god. person. We are the exact same person, I swear. Yeah. Actually. That's why I was like oh I was actually gonna say the icon thing and then you said it. I'm literally looking at looking at it in my phone right now. Oh my gosh! It makes me so happy. Yeah, oh, it's, and it says hashtag so self care, right? Like yeah. It, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I love it too. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. By the way, like for whoever's listening, that is a great app to use because a lot of the like everything's almost free. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to really buy anything extra until unless you want to, which are things that you, like I'd say you wouldn't definitely need, but like every other feature, it's there for free. And like if you're having an anxiety attack or panic attack, like it has, which I've had, oh, yeah. it has helped yeah. me so much. Because like it's kind of like, like a whole like app in one type thing for like yeah. meditation, breathing. Yeah. There's literally like a little tarot card type of thing that lets you pick oh, one each yeah. day. And like there's a notebook. You can words, do everything on there. Growing your plant or whatever, but like, um, and then petting the cat. Like mm. there's just so many things in there and it just feels so good. There's also like a small space where you can journal um, with the cards, I guess, Um and there's also, like, a little let go feature where you can, like, type in something and let it go, Exactly, basically. yeah. There's just so much in there. And, like, 
visually it's amazing visually it feels great no matter where you are it doesn't hurt your eyes it's just so so it's peaceful. really like it's so light because like basically yeah. the premises of the app is just like it's like a room basically where mm-hmm. you're just kind of in bed and you can do anything you want there yeah um and then uh it's just it's really really nice and also like listen to it or like use the app with your headphones on because also the music is just very soothing to listen mm-hmm. to and it helps you a lot well it helps me a lot to like stay grounded um everything's yeah. just so good about that app and i'm and i'm so glad that it's like free right me too if i had to pay i would have been really sad like the reason why i downloaded it was because i wanted to do something to kind of help myself yeah and so because like i couldn't like commit to doing like meditation every day or like Mm -hmm. i don't know relaxing for 15 minutes and doing nothing because i would get anxious i'm like i need to do something now like if i'm not doing something i'm being unproductive Mm -hmm. so when i opened that it's like i'm not being unproductive i'm actually doing something and it kind of like just grounds yourself basically that makes sense yeah you know, like, in my 20s, I'm really expecting for, like, a glow-up. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I really, <laughs> really just want to invest in myself. I think, like, especially this quarantine, like, I'm I, so scared of, like, wasting these seconds or minutes. And I I really want to invest in myself. And I want to do all the things that, you know, that I wanted to do. Like, before, mm-hmm. like, in high school, I always gave up so quickly when I felt like, you know, like the world has come to the end or whatever. Um, but right now, it's just like, I feel like I can't afford for that to happen anymore, especially after my rock bottom and all that. And I I do feel like, though, it feels like since quarantine, people have the expectation of, oh, when I come back, I'm going to look completely different. Yeah. I feel like that shouldn't be required because no. I'm sitting here just like, I want to like, because the thing is, I do want to come back and I want to look even better than I did before, but... Yeah. I'm putting too much pressure on that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe external and internal, because, like, I yeah. think that, like, oh, when I come back, I want to, like, look ten times better. I want to, like, have ten times more knowledge, like, have more topics under my belt type thing. Exactly. Like, improve myself a lot, but I'm just, like, I probably won't be able to complete everything that I want to do, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like we always have higher expectations for ourselves. Like, if we sit down right now... Uh, and write a million things that we do want to do or achieve there's going to be so much right Mm -hmm. but it's not possible for it all to happen right now like you'll have to space it out like work on one thing at a time Mm -hmm. basically yeah and I think like that's one main important thing too like when people talk about change or like you know getting better or like working on themselves like you really have to like try to focus on like small changes if that makes sense like yeah you don't want to overwhelm yourself you know like that's what a lot of people do like for example like going to the gym right they're like okay i'm gonna go to the gym and i'm gonna start working out i'm gonna be healthy and then they go to the gym they work for what two hours or so they overwork themselves and because they're all like in the mood and then what happens is like they get exhausted the next day they wake up and then it just falls apart right Mm -hmm. so instead of like having big expectations like that for yourself actually cut it down look at what you can do what is possible and maybe like work out for like 
15 minutes a day or so like you don't have to work like 15 yeah. minutes right but like it reminds me like before I used to like I was working out before I used to work out a lot in high school and I worked out mm-hmm. a little bit after but I kind of slowed down and then after I decided oh I want to get back into working out yeah I pushed myself to the limit I worked out two hours every day and yeah. I burnt out by the end of the week so yeah. like don't don't like and also that's go not, head first in. that's not really healthy right like I feel like as long as you're you pick up good habits and you try to keep them consistent that's what matters instead of like picking up big habit habits that you do once and then you get burnt out and you know it's not that consistent that's not that great right so like trying Mm -hmm. to be consistent that's actually something that I am working on so we can like like even if I could change how I did that before if I decided just do like say an hour a week of working out that would have been like way better Mm -hmm. (laughs) and way easier to manage too yeah and like see what works for you right like you don't have to follow other people's routine or like any of that but like I feel like that this... seems like such a big thing though with like you know social media and stuff it's like mm-hmm. oh you see someone on- online doing like a seven or 30 day workout and you're like I'm gonna do that too like they've probably been doing it for like years you just started hold on like don't yeah. push yourself too hard and also remembering that not a lot of people show you know like the reality or like like yeah because social media is just the front of your highlights yeah that's all you're seeing you're seeing highlights so like you don't see the behind the scenes you don't see the burnout you don't see anything else yeah yeah so you don't see a lot of other things that's going on in the background so it's like it's important to keep that in mind I think like yeah for me especially like self-care self-love has been like you know like has been the start of everything especially like going to Montreal like that was my entire like self-love trip Mm -hmm. um Oh my god, I forgot what I was going to say. I hate myself. Oh god. Yeah, I really forgot what I was going to say. I had something in my head. I mean, I guess like the whole Montreal trip for me was like it goes it does fall under the category of self-love, but more yeah. on like self-experimenting too. Yeah. Any I mean, sense at all? I honestly feel like self-experimenting is self-love cuz like you're open to things like, I don't know, like, the way I look at it is, like, you're dating yourself, right? And there's just mm-hmm. so many things that you don't know about yourself. So, like, you go out, you try a different drink, and you're like, hey, I like this drink, or hey, I thought I would like this drink, but I don't. Like, like one thing, one small thing that I also learned about myself was, like, I loved the color yellow, and I also loved the color <laughs> purple. I think I put it on my Instagram, too. Like, I was just so happy because I didn't know that I would even like these colors. But, like, you know, it's it's refreshing to see you wearing a yellow shirt or see you doing something that you normally wouldn't thought you would do, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, it's, like, at times, like, I feel so small, but, like, oh, my God. Oh, that even reminds me in Montreal because since I'm from Calgary, it's just kind of like, oh... Like, it's winter, it's cold, like, and, like, it's always cold here. Like, yeah. going to Montreal, it was a lot warmer, so, yeah. like, I always used to wear sweaters and, like, jeans, tights, anything warm. And I came to Montreal, and, like, this was my first time wearing shorts out in public around people. Because <laughs> yeah. it was so hot, I could not wear my sweaters or my jeans. It was, I couldn't. It was, like, unbearable. Yeah. So, like, that was certainly new, and I also was very weirded out, because I didn't, I don't, like, show off at all, if that makes sense. Like, I don't like showing my legs or anything like that. So when I did do that, it felt really weird, but at the same time, it felt good, because it was a new thing. And it felt nice. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it, but I did. Yeah. Also, 
both of us, Jackie and I, like, we're both gonna have a podcast on self-love anyway, so, like, make sure you, like, follow us, um, but I think, like, what we want, do want to say, like, self-love is important, not, not only if you're, like, in your 20s or whatever, it doesn't matter what age you're in, honestly, if you're not loving yourself right now, if you feel like, if you hear the word, if you hear the word self-love and you're like, what the hell is that, go do it, honestly, go do it. <laughs> Like, but let me warn you, it's not... Oh, that this is what I was saying, yeah. Self-love is actually very messy. It's not what it looks like on Instagram. Like, in the beginning... I actually wrote a poem about it, too. I wish I had it, but I'll um, bring it for the next podcast or for the self-love podcast. But, like, back in high school, I was seriously so confused. In grade 12, I was like, what the hell do they mean by self-love, right? Like, I was so angry. Like, what does it mean? And I wrote a poem about it. I was like, what? Like, what? lush bad bombs like what does it mean because like an instagram you just see these bad bombs and it's like oh hashtag self-love hashtag self-care and i'm like what the hell is it what does it even mean (laughs) right and then until i was in this position of actually where i'm like you guys i've got it i've got it it's it's just a whole different feeling it's a whole different bubble i've written about it on my instagram too actually but it's just it's a whole new world like after montreal and like even in montreal like i just felt like for the first time, I was seeing the entire world in a whole different lens. And, you know, like, nothing actually changed. Like, like even my ex or whatever, like, who I was running from, everything, all the guys in my past, like, even my ex, he came in Montreal and, like, literally nothing changed. My love for him didn't change. None of that crap changed. But what changed was that I actually was in a position where I started loving myself and where I started treating myself with respect and you know that's that's where the change happened and that's where I was like there was just this light bulb moment and ever since then I've been in a I've been on a whole different boat yeah and I feel like like self-love might not look like bath Mm -hmm. bombs and like showers and stuff like that for you it's different for literally everybody yeah it's different for everybody but it's very messy and you need to have you need to go down to like the messy messiest parts to actually, you know, have that, like, relief to, to see yeah. that. Because I feel like I was in the same boat as you were, like, in high school. Like, I had no idea what self-love is. And I was, like, yeah. I felt very sentient in high school. So I'm just, like, I don't need self-love. I'll be fine on my own. I don't need any of that. Because I, I already had low, low self-esteem mm-hmm. in high school. And so, like, I didn't know what self-love was. I confused it for self-confidence. Because those are two separate things. Yeah. And once I actually figured it out, I'm just kind of, like, oh. Yeah. Do I need it? I, I probably do need that. Yeah. It just... Like, and honestly, it never made sense to me, you know, back in those, like, well, back in those days, I sound like I'm so old, but, like, back (laughs) in high school, like, it didn't make sense to me. I remember my science teacher being like, stop treating yourself this bad, like, you you don't deserve all of these, right? But then I never just got it. He'd always be like, you you gotta start practicing self-love and self-care, but honestly like whatever you're going through like right now it all boils down to like self-care and self-love like yes there are things that you can't control you can't control what other people say about you you can't control what other people do to you but you can control how you feel about it you can control how you react to it you can control how you act you can control how you want to invest in yourself you know and like, That's, it's literally all about your perception on what's happening in life. Yeah. If you choose to deal with it, like, in an angry, like, 
bad way, then that's your choice. But mm-hmm. if you choose to like accept it and deal with it in a like a good manner, then that's yeah. also your choice. Yeah, like saying like, yep, you know what? This happened to you. This happened to me. What am I gonna do from now on? What have I learned from this? Right? Like I do also like sorry like after my breakup and my rock bottom or whatever. One person that I followed on YouTube that I do recommend is Brini Lee. She is amazing, but there was this one metaphor or, or example she gave, which really hit me, and um, so credits to her, but this is what she said. She's like, so if you invite a friend to your home, you know, and your room, your home, everything's so messy, like there's literally um, clothes on the floor, your shoes are spread across everywhere, the entire room is so messy, not organized, not clean, blah, 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 and you treat it like trash. And then you invite your friend. And your friend sees this, and they also wouldn't care. They would put their coat on the floor. They would throw their shoes somewhere else, because, you know, that's you don't care about your home. Why would they, right? But if you do actually have standards, if you do actually, when you actually start to work on yourself, you clean the room, you clean your home, you, you have everything organized and then you invite this friend and they, they'll they know not to do that because you don't have your coat on the floor. You don't treat your room like that. They know that the coat has to go somewhere, you know, like somewhere else, right? They know where mm-hmm. exactly they'll have to place their shoes or whatever. Like, sh- okay, Brittany Lee explains it way better. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, like, it basically falls all on perception. Yeah, but like it, it is important how you treat yourself. Because you're going to have to show all these other people how to treat you, right? Like, you're going to... Yeah. And you have to show yourself that first before anyone else treats you better. Because, like, you you have to treat yourself better before anyone else do that. So you don't just settle. It's, I forgot the quote, but it's like when you're younger and you, like, hear that quote that's like, treat others the way you want to be treated. It's also like, mm-hmm. treat yourself how you want others to treat you. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, that's why it's also so important to just, like, date yourself. And I still, like, I believe, like... I, like even if you are in a if even if you are in a relationship right which both me and Jackie are in but if you, even if you are in a relationship you can still date yourself like I'm sorry but you can still date yourself you can still practice self-love you can still be independent yeah and even if you like don't necessarily know how to do it like I have a thing for research go mm-hmm. look it up it's literally like the easiest thing we have google we have yeah. everything to look up and like you'll so find somebody resources. that you can look up to like Personally, like, I look up to this one girl named Bose. Um, she used to be on Smosh, if anyone knows, like, that channel on YouTube. And she just kind of looked as, like, such an inspiration because she was the first, like, gamer girl person of color that I'd ever seen growing up. And I'm just like, so there's more girls like me who are of color and who play games and it's yeah. not weird. And so, like, like that kind of turned my perception about, like, all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. I feel like you should also, like, link all of these. Um, We'll definitely put up all these links or, like, you know, other YouTubers that did help us um, on our self-love journey. Um, And, yeah, we could link them on our Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Because I know for sure that I don't think that Bose had the intention of, like, probably portraying that. She's probably just, you know, having fun playing games. But for me, it was just, like, an idol that I looked up to. Like, wow, that's so like, beautiful. that's so amazing. Like, as, like, a, what, yeah. like, 10-year-old kid? Yeah. It was wild to me at first. Yeah, I guess so. Since you mentioned that, like, um, that was one of the questions, right? Like, yeah. um, who are your inspirational figures or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, for me, it would be Ciara and um, Nina Simone. Ugh. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say, but, like, <laughs> I used to actually listen to Ciara when I was a kid, and then I have no idea, I have no idea when or how I stopped listening to Ciara, but there was a bit of a break. And I think Ciara also did have a break, if I'm being honest. I'm pretty sure she did, yeah. She had a break, and then she had a come comeback, um, sort of recently, I think. But damn, her, like, her, ugh. Like, you can clearly see that she's invested in herself. And, you know, but anyways, when that happened, like, and then my breakup happened, and then I went back to listening to old Sierra songs, and it hit me completely differently. But, you know, I went back to, like, my childhood, and it was so nostalgic, and then I watched her being so vulnerable and open, right? Like, to everyone, and, like, honest with her love. And I was, like, literally crying my eyes out. But Sierra helped Aww. me survive, like, my breakup so much. And then when I heard her song, like, Level Up and her other songs, like, her recent songs, too, I literally, like... But that's what I want to be, right? Like, when... That's what I want to be, like, in the end. Like, I want to have a foundation built for myself that... Even if there's a guy in my life or even if there's a person in my life nothing and if they leave me regardless of what they do regardless of what anyone around me does nothing can destroy my foundation and that's what I'm investing in myself right now to build to be able to love myself and build invest in myself and build that foundation that in the end like no one can knock it down that even when I do you know have a person like even if I'm dating a person in the future or so and even after they leave there's no changes in my plan because like you know even for that short time that I dated that person I was like oh when they left it literally felt like all my plans all my ideas all my goals all my dreams were snatched away from me Mm -hmm. and so I had to like actually think back like okay this wasn't made for me this was made for him this is not what I wanted and I knew all of that right but you, you sometimes you just do so much for people you love without thinking about yourself or your boundaries yeah, like, yeah. honestly, there's a lot of times where I could have said no to say, like, yeah. a friend, but I just chose not to because I thought, no, no, I need to be a good friend. Like, I don't yeah. care how I feel. I need to be a good friend to this person. But then at the end of the day, that friend is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not going to help you in the end. So, like, setting yeah. boundaries is probably one thing that's probably I should have done way earlier in life. Yeah. Like, I wish I learned how to do that and, like learn to say no more often and learn to say I don't think like this isn't comfortable for me and type of stuff like that but I I mean now I know but like you know yeah and like oh it's just so important right like uh yeah but anyways also my other um other person that I really love is Nina Simone oh my god words can't even express how much I love Nina Simone even even though that's what words do but (laughs) Yeah, I love Nina Simone so much. She is, like, my childhood um, person that I've looked up to so much. I watched all her YouTube uh, YouTube videos. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched all her... I listened to all her songs when I was a kid, and I listened to her interviews. She means a lot to me, and I think she was the first um, singer there that actually made me, like, love my skin. Oh, gosh, yeah. I wasn't really, like... Like, I didn't hate my skin when I was a kid, but I was, I did grow up to hate it, because, like, everyone around me hated it. Um, That's what society will do to a bunch of kids, because yeah. kids don't grow up being racist or sexist, yeah. they really learn it from people, so exactly. I can see where that comes from. Yeah, 
But then, you know, like, I saw Nina Simone in, in interviews when I was a kid, and I was just so shocked, because she, she's just, like, the strongest person that I know, like, oh, I mean, there's so much to talk about Nina Simone, to be honest, like, I feel like that's a whole separate podcast that we need to do, because <laughs> um, she's just, like, a phenomenal woman, um, oh my god, yeah, I don't even know where to start, like, literally everyone around her destroyed her to pieces, you know, and especially back in those days, like, um, she's, she's a black singer, right, like, that, that itself is just so hard, you know, in America and all that stuff, and where they just totally wouldn't let her sing the songs that she wanted to do, they robbed her out of her freedom, even when she, even when, like, Martin Luther King Jr. died, and she, she wasn't allowed to sing songs about it, she wasn't allowed to be involved in the movement, she wasn't allowed to think about her black skin like they really tried to control her so much um it's really sad though like it's it's so sad and then but you know like even till the end she is still the most bad badass strongest woman that i ever know like and they did so many things to her that was so unfair and it makes me so mad but you know like nothing can destroy nina simone because that's freaking nina simone right um, but yeah, she's, oh my god, sorry, I'm just so inspired by her, <laughs> like, we need a whole different podcast to even talk about her, but, like, I, I don't want to cry, because I know I'll cry, because I love her so much, <laughs> but yeah, oh, I've seen so many of her interviews. But that's literally what a role model can do, literally, like, build you up, or give you the foundation to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, did you say robot? Robot? <laughs> I said role model. Role model. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also important to keep in mind who your role models are, because, like, I've, I am taking a sports science class, and we talked about, like, you know, role models being good or bad. Like, it's it's important to keep, to hold them accountable, if that makes sense, because, like, oh, there were geez. some role <laughs> models that I had to wasn't really that great, and it's disappointing, but whatever they do remember like they're not they're not gods it's not completely fair to put them on a pedestal it's good to learn things from them but like hold them accountable especially it kind of just reminds me about like you know like say today like all the youtubers have like a giant platform and yeah like some of them make like this giant mistake and like their fans defend them like no they can't do any wrong they're human they can make mistakes exactly just as wrong as you are they're just like you yeah. So, like, if they make a bad mistake, say, like, make sure they take accountability of it, and then you can, like, move on and grow from it. Don't just ignore it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, yeah, make sure, like, you don't put them on a pedestal. Role models are human beings in the end, and they can do just as much crappy things in life. So, yeah, definitely hold them accountable. Uh, sorry. Definitely hold them accountable. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't even know if, like, Nina Simone is my role model. Like, I feel, this is so weird, but I feel like she's my aunt or something, you know? Aww. <laughs> it's so weird. I feel like, like that's I, even better, though. Yeah. Oh, she's just like, oh, I really wish I got to meet her. She's just, she's so talented, though, Jackie. Like, we need to, like, look at all her um, music and stuff. She actually wanted to play Bach. She didn't even want to sing before. She just wanted to go on the uh, stage and just play Bach. Um... But gosh, yeah, she was so into classical music, but, you know, they really mm. like controlling women. 
Yeah. Well, the entire music industry is really bad, but especially for like black singers, it's it's way worse. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that things are slowly improving, but at no, a very slow turtle space. Have like, you heard of like Britney Spears? The stuff that's happening with Britney. Yeah, I know, yeah. but like, I mean, compared to say, like, if we go back like fifty years, it's at least yeah. a tiny bit better. You know, yeah. it's not the best. It's still you know being worked on, but yeah, we're crawling there. It's not really, enough. Really but... slowly. Yeah, I hope. I really hope. Did you also know Ella Fitzgerald wasn't, like, allowed to sing in her own bar, I think? I did not know yeah. that. Wait, who? Ella Fitzgerald? You don't know who Ella... Maybe I'm not saying I names. do not. Um, so she's a jazz singer. You should listen to her. She's amazing. Hmm. Noted. Yeah. Um, I think... The, yeah, there was a club. I think it's her club. I'm not sure. But she wasn't even allowed to sing her own songs in that club because she was black, right? And so what happened was, like, I think Merlin Monroe um, came up and was like, no, you're going to let Ella sing. And again, they were like, no. So she was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to come there. If you let me come to the bar and if you let me, if you give me the first seat, I, sorry, if you let Ella sing, I'll be there in the bar in the first seat cheering for her. But, like, if she's not there, then I'm not coming to the place. So only for Merlin Monroe did they let Ella Fitzgerald sing in her own bar. That's wild. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But like that but that's how you be an ally too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's so sad. Oh just the things that you go through being a woman of color. <laughs> Life kinda sucks. <laughs> Anyways, what was our next question? Uh I think we're on the last question. Since turning, like, 20, or, like, since turning 18 to 20, like, is there anything that you regret doing or, like, something that you wish you did? Because I know there's a lot that I wish I did. So what is something I regret doing or not doing since I turned 18 to 20? Yeah. I regret focusing on men, you know? Oh, God. Mm, Yeah. I regret focusing on the wrong people, but... I feel like that's so pressure, though, actually, because, like, it's like, oh... Man, woman, children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I regret focusing on like the wrong people when especially when I knew that it wasn't good for me, you know. Like I knew I knew what I was getting into, but like at that moment too, like it's it's kind of complicated to get into because like I did I went into that in the mindset where I was like, you know what, I deserve this. I'm not loved, and I didn't love myself at that time, so I was, you know, I. If I had a horrible option, like, I'd, I'd probably go for the worst because it's like, this is what I deserve. This is this is Anisha. And I hated Aww. myself so much to the point where I would, like, punish myself. So, like, uh, that's basically what I regret doing. I regret, like, punishing myself too much to the point. Like, I, I didn't eat. I have anorexia, by the way. Trigger warning. I should have said that before. Um, but, yeah, so I had anorexia. And then I also was, like binging a lot because like for the entire grade 12 or grade 11 i never ate not even once so the only way that i survived off of it was through pop right so like i would only drink pepsi and like at times it would go go up to like 29 cans a day yeah it was really bad like i'd literally finish one pop and then i'd just move on to the other but oh yeah so like i really regret like doing all that to myself and you know telling myself that i deserved it and going after, like, 
oh my gosh, these guys that were that I knew were like really bad for me and were only using me. Um, but yeah, that's what I regret doing. Um, what do I regret not doing? Oh, I regret not getting help before. Not you know, I I kind of wish I did realize all of these things sooner but it is what it is and at least i'm here now so mm-hmm. there is I'm that i'm glad you're here yeah thank you <laughs> i i also regret giving up on all my dreams like i think when i went through all of that um yeah that was the main thing see i gave up on violin but yeah i gave up on like a lot of my dreams a lot of things that i wanted to do and uh, like for example, violin was a big one that I didn't do for a long time because, you know, I was so focused on other things. And I remember my friend even once, you know, I was back in her home, Serena's house. I was back in her home, like, crying my eyes out for, like, the million time, telling her that I don't know what to do. You know, this is what I deserve. This is what I deserve. And just, like, ruining my health, ruining my mental health. And um, and she literally looked at me and she, she pointed at my violin and she was like, do this you know, stop binging on stuff, (laughs) stop starving, binge on violin if you're going to do anything, binge on music, binge on your hobbies, binge on, like, you know, writing and stuff like that, invest in yourself, work in yourself, and I wish, I wish so much that I listened to her, you know, and I I wish I started taking care of myself earlier, because, like, you can't play with health, you know, like, that's one thing that I've learned, because, like, I didn't starve, and, like, at that time, I was like, this isn't going to affect me, you know, I'll get better next time, I'll start eating tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'll feel better. And then I'll eat. And then I'll take care of myself. And I just kept postponing it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a toxic mindset that comes along yeah, with Yeah. Because I was not ready to face the reality, right? But, like, how long can you run away from it? I ran away from it so much to the point where, like, I, for so many, so many of the times in high school, I was like, this is rock bottom. But it was actually not rock bottom. Like, you don't know what rock bottom is until you've been in rock bottom. But, you know, until I lost absolutely everything in my life and there was nothing that I could lose, that's when I had to come to my senses. And it was like, Anisha, this is it. Your hair is falling out and you're super weak. Like in high school, I couldn't even hold my phone in my hand because like if I held my phone after a few minutes, my hand would hurt because that's how weak I was. And, you know, at times like I still have these... Uh, like these triggers if that makes sense mm-hmm. or whatever it is like sometimes my um my body still fights or like doesn't want to eat the food and that's because I made it worse by not feeding it you know for years so like you really can't play with your health and like I'm realizing that now because like you're going to you're going to um what, what do you call it go through all those um what's the word circumstance or like like, consequences consequences there we go <laughs> you're gonna have to face the consequences of what you do right and so might as well make it good so might as well do something good for you so might as well eat might as well treat yourself with a bit of more self-care and self-love it's just way better um but i'm so glad i'm here i'm not there anymore and that's why i think i'm investing a lot in myself like i'm going back to singing also like yeah i used to sing too but then I screwed up my voice, and I, yeah, I really screwed up my voice. Also with the binging pop, I used to, yeah. I used to make it so painful for me, Jackie, because, like, at first it was just, like, just drinking pop, and then 
I hated myself so much to the point so where I was like, okay, I need it. I need it has to be like really cold so it hurts my throat, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't even know that it was self harm or anything. I think I could understand that because yeah. like. I mean, I've been through a lot of, like, stuff in, like, school and, like, almost literally my entire life since I was, like, a baby, but, like, they all vary to certain degrees. Some I don't want to talk about, some I don't mind, like, mentioning, but, like, with the whole anorexia thing, I know after a certain point in, like, high school and junior high, I kind of caught the whole image of body image and that kind of sunk into my brain, and because I was in a certain environment where, like... Like, my school was obviously a good school, but, like, it's, like, a competitive school, so, like, you want to be better than the rest, or you want to try to be better, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone's doing, like, AP English, you're, like, you need to do AP English, too, because if you're not, then you're behind them type of thing. Yeah. That was my mentality. If I'm not up there with all my friends and all my peers, what am I doing, basically? Oh, my God. And so, like, <laughs> like with the whole, when that body image stuff hit me, it was, like, oh, I'm... I'm not strong enough, I don't have enough muscle, I'm too fat, like, I got, it got bad. Yeah. Like, there was a point in, like, summertime where I would almost stop eating completely. Like, I know that, like, my parents would bring me food and I would just kind of pick at it and stare at it, and I just wouldn't eat sometimes. Yeah. Other times I'd just drink water. Like, it got really bad, but the thing is, as a kid, I didn't register what that was. I thought, oh, this is normal, who cares? Yeah. And so, like, once it actually hit me later on in life, like, oh, that was a bad thing. Like, that wasn't good. Yeah. Luckily, it wasn't, like, as long of a phase, but, like, it's still there sometimes now. Oh. Like, even now. Like, I'll go make food, and I'm just like, I, should, I shouldn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> even though, like, I know it's perfectly fine, and, like, I'm genuinely a fit person. Like, yeah. I don't need to, like, restrict myself. I look perfect, but because I had that mentality of, like, I need to be perfect mentally, I need to be perfect physically, I need to have perfect grades, I need to be perfect everything, like, it just sunk in, because you can't be perfect. So, yeah. like, one thing I wish I didn't have is the image of being perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so if any of that thought ever comes to you, like, call me, and let's <laughs> eat together, okay? Let's eat <laughs> I'm together. down for that, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I totally get it. Like, especially recently, too, I, I was eating. Yeah, okay, this is bad. But I, I oh, no. went back to eating just one um one meal a day, which I'm not, like, that happy about. Because, like, you know, especially after Montreal and all, like, I've been very strict on, like, taking care of myself and, like, not losing my streak. But I didn't, this didn't happen in a way where, like, in a place where I was, like, forcing myself to eat just one meal a day or anything. It just, it just happened. Because so many things were happening, um back home and stuff and I was just so stressed up but I think like yeah. right now too I totally get where you're coming from like I had that same problem in high school where you know I wanted to be so perfect I would always like in my art and drama class my teachers would literally give me extra assignments at the end because I would finish everything way too early and my motto literally right like my motto mm-hmm. has always been do better than the best I don't know where that came, but, like, because I used to do a lot of speeches and stuff in the mm. stage, and when I'd, like, breathe in and breathe out, breathe out, I'd always tell myself, I'm like, Anisha, do better than the best, do better than the best, do better than the best, because I always felt like my best wasn't enough. Um, oh, but, my God, I feel that hardcore. Yeah. But, see, that's, that's actually when things went for me in high school, and, like, all my uh, teachers knew that. Like, all, like, every teacher... Actually, our school was really small, by the way. It was just, like, 100 students or 200 students and, like, oh, wow. 10 or 15 teachers or whatever. Like, it's it's a really small school. Um, so, like, you know, all the teachers knew me for, like, 
hardworking and for like getting A's in my class, for, for always being early. I'd go to school at 5 a.m. Literally. <gasps> yeah. I, was I love sleeping student. in. How? I Because I was just so like excited about school, but also like focused. I'd always tell myself, you got to be early. You can't be late, you know? You That's have to wild. read, you have to do all your homeworks, everything has to be complete, and you have to do more than your best. And so I'd be there at 5 a.m., I'd literally see my counselor walk in, the school, like, open, everything, and I'd be the first person there, and that was that was how my years went. And then it gradually went down, because, like, What would you what? do at 5 a.m., is my question. Like, I go to school at, like, 7 a.m., but I'm just, like, I'm bored. Like, study, just, like, wait for, like, um classes to start. Like, in the beginning, too, I didn't have a phone or anything. I'd literally have no, like, technology, and I'd just be there at 5 a.m. with my so history book you know, just flipping through it or, like, doing some art and just waiting for, like, school to start. Um, but, yeah, like, that was that was me. And, like, my all my teachers knew, knew me for that reason. But then slowly it kept going down, you know, because, like, I was taking... I was in every club in my school, by the way. Again, our club, like, our school's very small, so, like, you know, limited clubs, and I was in all of them. I was in green team. I was in writing club. I was, a, I was acting, so I had rehearsals. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Exactly. And I was also, like, the coordinator for, like, green team. So, like, I had to do all, all, all the paperwork, everything for that. And then I was in knitting club. I was also in writing club. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. And I was also in book club. So that's, like, six clubs or so. And I was also... How, you, how would you manage all those clubs? I don't know. I just, I just did. I was also in library club, by the way. So seven clubs. And also, I volunteered outside. I volunteered in the Vancouver Public uh, Library, and I volunteered in the um, Stanley Park. So, and in these other two places. That's, yeah, these sustainability places. And I was also the youth head delegate in my school. So, like, that was all the stuff I was doing, including school. And my motto was, do better than your best. That's where it went down for me, because... The second I screwed up at one small thing, I was mad. I was so mad at myself. And that's where I was like, you know what, Anisha? No meal for you today because you did bad. And that's where I started. Like, it got so worse to the part. But I'm doing better now, thankfully. Wow. But this quarantine, Jackie, like, some of those thoughts have been coming to me. Because, like, again, you know, I'm working on myself, investing Mm -hmm. in myself. And then it's just like... Oh, like every day I feel like I'm just doing so much. I mean, I honestly can't blame you about the quarantine stuff because like, you know, staying at home all the time, like you don't got all your friends and stuff. So like you can't get your mind off of it. So like, like for me, the thing is I'm at home. I like being at home and like, you know, doing my own thing. But if I'm in that space for like way too long or if I'm in a bad headspace, it turns really toxic and really bad. Yeah. So like when I'm forced to go to school and stuff, it's just like, okay, I can't think about that right now so I have to think about something else which kind of helps in a way but like with quarantine it's just like well I'm home so who cares yeah like like if I did something like no one would know type thing you know that actually makes sense which is so the opposite for me anyways this is our first podcast we're very um uncoordinated we're trying yeah we're (laughs) trying and we're also playing to new softwares or like whatever that's called and also I am not the um tech person here so like Oh, uh, I, I struggle. <laughs> yeah. It took us hours to just set up because I was dumb. Oh my gosh, that's true. We had to consider our microphones. It took us a while, oh. and there was a buzzing, and now we're just like, 
how do we fix it? Yeah, so we're we're sorry, but we're we're trying our best to like learn. This is something we're also learning um, to get better at. So like, please please bear with us. Definitely, and this is also kind of stepping out of listening. like our comfort zones too. Because yeah. like honestly, I would have never pictured myself making a podcast. Yeah. As much as I wanted to, I'm just like, what would I talk about? What would I say? And I'm just here rambling. This is something that I do want to do, but I'm super insecure about my voice and and a lot of things. But I do have a lot to say. As you can but, see, but, I'm a very but, talkative but, person. But I love your voice. Only Jackie, only Jackie <laughs> in this entire universe loves my voice. No one else. <gasps> I love your voice. I will be the love of a whole universe if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like I ruined my voice too, but like, oh, it's so bad. Like I was so insecure about my voice when I could or used to sing, but this is just, oh my God, I don't like it. But thanks Jackie for being the only person to like it. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, um, talking about like future podcasts, me and Jackie, we have like lots of other titles and like so much information because we're so excited for it. There's so many ideas we want to put out there. Like yeah. there's probably so many, like endless. We have like a whole list. <laughs> yeah, but definitely like stay tuned for like a podcast just, you know, mainly dwelling into like, um, quarantine emotions and another one for self-love yeah we have like a lot of other different activities that we do want to do as well implement Mm -hmm. in the future hopefully hopefully Um, yeah do check us out on instagram i know i said it again but we do have like a cute logo of us and it's um instagram account is called coffee nights with you we'll have the link in the description and since we're coming to the end of our podcast I'm so glad that I'm able to start this podcast with Jackie and I really hope that you all tune into our next upcoming podcast and also give us a follow on Instagram, Coffee Nights with you. Um, So this is Jackie and Anisha saying goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye and good night and thank you for joining us. Yes.